invite you for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfil your potential both in life and in business. Hello and welcome back to Remarkable Woman Radio. Today I am speaking to Mary O'Toole who is on the line all the way from Boston in the United States. So welcome along to the show, Mary. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Now, Mary, I've been looking at your website. It's a gorgeous one. It's called thelightwithinwellness.com and I see that you have... A multitude of things that you do. It's like you could almost open your own spa. So you're a wellness coach, international yoga retreat leader, Reiki master, laughter yoga, I didn't know that, as well as judo, intuitive healing and channeling, and as well as you training people with yoga. So that's an amazing array of tools that you have in your toolbox there. So what was the catalyst to get you started down this track? So it's so interesting. It's like um, there's so many things. So it all began in 2004 when um, my husband was deployed to Iraq and um, I was having a hard time with anxiety. I couldn't sleep. I was really struggling and I was always an anxious person by nature. Uh, And this just to my anxiety um, just out of the ballpark completely. It was really a really tough time, really hard time. But deep down within me, I just knew I didn't want to do like sleeping pills or anti-anxiety pills. And someone suggested yoga and I started doing a home practice with a videotape, mm-hmm. if you remember those. Um, and and I kept doing it for some reason and I remember one night, the beginning of the, the practice and the end of the practice and wherever I went in the middle, it was amazing because I felt so good, I felt so calm, and then from there, I got really curious uh, about yoga. I started off with the yoga practice, and then that led to the other things that I'm doing now. Wow, it's just—it's quite amazing, isn't it? That what becomes a catalyst and what gets us started on a down a path that we may not have looked at. I mean, obviously, a husband being deployed to Iraq is an added stress. Um, you know, it's not like they're just going off to work. No, they're going off to work to fight for their country, which is sort of just adds adds the anxiety levels up a huge amount. You know, it just how did you get through that time? Well, I remember I made up my mind at that time that I would just focus in the moment because I did not know what the next moment would bring. I did not know if I was going to get a knock on the door with bad news or a phone call. And so somewhere within me, I decided I was going to be in the moment. And that was before I knew what in the moment was and being present was. Mm -hmm. That way before I started yoga. And then when I started the yoga practice, that helped calm me down. And having some really good friends and some good support in place for myself helped me through that. And so it wasn't, it wasn't easy, and some days were easier than others, and some days I had big old meltdowns and really deep cries. And, um, but it was just being present in the moment, just right now everything's good. That's how I would say to myself. Right now everything is good. I don't know anything different. And then when I got off the phone with him, I was like, well, right now everything's really good. I don't know anything different. I don't know what the next minute will bring. And I did that for like 14 months. 
and um, and then doing the yoga practice at nighttime after work really helped me just calm, just stay calm, just stay calm. And that's how I, I got through it. Those are the two key things that helped me through it. And Mary, you know, anxiety is, is becoming a big issue worldwide with, you know, the amount of technology that we're exposed to, the amount of stress that we're exposed to. So just what you said there is probably you know, excellent advice that could go across all walks of life because there are, there's so many people now that are, you know, and young children as well that have been labelled with anxiety issues. Mm -hmm. And do you reckon that it's actually because they're just looking too far in the future and they're not in the moment or is there just too much for them to do these days? Um, Probably a bit of both, but I discovered in my own journey that I, I was, I, as a child, I was labeled anxious and nervous and shy. And actually on this path of wellness and connecting and to myself and finding myself, started with the yoga and then went into the Reiki and energy healing stuff, I discovered I was so sensitive to energy, I would pick up on everybody else's emotions and energy. So as a child, I was picking up on anybody that was around me all their emotions. So it made it, it made a lot of sense that I would feel anxious because I didn't know how to process that energy even though that energy wasn't really my stuff I was picking up on. So I think in today's world with um, the connection of social media, um, there's so much distraction, we're really fast-paced, there's so much going on in the world that's not all considered you know, a positive thing and there's a lot of pressure on children to be a certain way and we forget that it's that we're all can be childlike. We can all have fun. We need to play. We need to really tune into our own bodies. We get to know ourselves and starting with children is you can make it fun for them. Um, when I was uh, back home in Ireland recently, I took my um, five-year-old and my three-year-old nieces and we did some yoga together and one of my nieces she's really sensitive she gets emotional really easily um she's very easily distracted so i was able to use some of the the yoga tools children's yoga tools to help her and she loved it and it was fun and she went to bed easily that night and she was calmer than she's been in in a very long time so it's just learning tools for children that's fun and helping them to connect themselves and get away from all the distractions even if it's like a 10 minute deep breathing exercise yeah, that's such a good point, isn't it? Because it is so much that can keep us all distracted, let alone children. I mean, we were lucky we didn't grow up with, with the amount of input and distraction that the kids these days have to deal with. And um, so, yeah, so that's just such great advice. Thank you. Because... And that leads me into, I was looking on your website, and again, it's thelightwithinwellness.com, and you say that most people walk around with open energetic wounds. You know, their past is leaving energetic imprints on them. Is that the reason why a lot of people are staying stuck, do you think? Um, I think so. I think people are not aware of their stuff, or they're not... They're not wanting to be aware or it's too much. It's really hard work to feel your emotions and your wounds. So I think it's a big part of it. The other part is taking responsibility for yourself. I think it's very easy 
to look out in the world and say, hey, I'm upset or I don't feel good because of that. And it's not looking inward. So we give our power away to everything else around us. Um, I think people get stuck because they get overwhelmed with emotions. They get overwhelmed with stress and worry and then anxiety builds. And if you don't deal with the underlaying stuff that's underneath, it builds and builds and builds. And then you feel kind of numb and stuck and you don't know what to do next. So, because energy is not moving. Um, so, I think starting with self-awareness, self-connection for all of us and getting away from the distractions and creating time to be with yourself, whether that's like um, 20 minutes before you go to bed at night, just to sit and breathe, um, it helps to move the energy and that helps us to get unstuck. That's great. Thank you for that. And I love the, your point about taking responsibility because often we are blaming everybody else for the the reason that we're either stuck or we're overwhelmed or we're anxious. But when we actually take responsibility for what we do, I love that point that we don't we stop giving our power away. And it's such a it's such a, a good point to you know to really emphasize isn't it is taking responsibility for how we want to go through life and how we want to be. Absolutely. Um, it's so easy to look at someone cut us off in, in traffic and be mad at them and, and you know, have un, not so nice words about those people or um, a rude person in the store and go, oh, those people. But what they're actually doing is sparking something inside of us that we need to look at, whether it's, you know, you grew up with um, maybe a parent or a, a friend that, didn't treat you well and anytime you see someone that's being rude it's you're reminded of that and that's a wound that's not healed for you that's something that you're the energy of that or the memory of that you're carrying around because you haven't dealt with that um so it's very easy i see how easy it is and i do it myself to blame the outside circumstances for how i feel but the more aware become the more i tune in i realize oh Yikes, I need to be responsible for myself. I get to be responsible for myself. And that changes a lot because then you're like, hmm, no matter what happens outside, I can have thoughts about it. I can have feelings about it. But in the end, what's going on inside of me is what's important. That's, that's the, that can unlock so many things for all of us. Because if we were to really look deep enough, we'll see we have patterns. Certain types of people might trigger us. Certain behaviors might trigger us. Certain circumstances, situations might trigger us. If we look, we see patterns that are our own patterns. And when you see that, then you can have awareness and then you can start to do the work and then you can start to shift it. I love that. It's so wise. Now, the other thing is that I've seen is that you, and I've heard about your retreats, you were just talking about Ireland before, and I was looking on your website, and there's some amazing views there. So you're from Galway, is that correct? Yes, very good. (laughs) Um, Yes, uh, a lot of people say it. Galway. Um, yes, I'm from Galway, which is on the west coast of Ireland. I'm actually 32 miles west of Galway City. I'm out in Connemara area, um, out, uh, out in the country. Uh, born and raised there, and I moved to Boston about 23 years ago, and Boston's been my home ever since. And yeah, so I do retreat. I started off doing a local retreat in my hometown. I was very guided to do it, and I had 
teach me and put it all together. And if I listened to my mind, I never would have done it because it was like, no one's going to sign up. And they did. And in 2013, I started my first international, my first retreat ever was an international retreat to Ireland, to my hometown. And it was amazing. And I've been doing retreats uh, in Ireland since then. And now I just scheduled a, um, I'm going to be offering a retreat in Portugal next year, October 2020. I'm so excited. That is, that is really exciting. Because why are retreats so beneficial? I mean, what are your clients getting out of, of just stepping away from everyday life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're in everyday life, even if you take a short break and take a yoga class or take a walk or take a vacation, um, you're still coming back to a similar environment that triggers similar things that it doesn't give you the chance to go deep enough within yourself and to really connect with you and to shift what you need to shift. So when you're on a retreat, it's all about you. It's all about your needs being met. It's all about your connection to yourself. Yes, it's a group retreat. You're in community. Um, and But you learn so much from being together, and everyone's there for their reasons. And it's just getting away and tuning in and being in a space where you're taken care of, where you're, you know what you, you don't have to think about what you're going to eat because it's decided for you. Um, the time when you're going to eat, you know, it's in flow. So you you get to take a break from, I say, you don't have to think. You can just be uh, with yourself. I'll do the thinking for you. And I love taking care of people in that way because we are so overwhelmed with scheduling and time and having to be in certain places all the time and having to be a certain person for other people, whether you're a mom and you have to take care of your children, a wife, you take care of your partner, you know, or a you're at work, you have to focus on work. But when you get yourself away from your environment for an extended period of time, you have an opportunity to really tune in deeply to yourself and get to know your body, get to know what's going on emotionally, get to know your energy, and come back as that as a new person that gets to shift you. you. You get to be able to cope with life a little bit more. Um, one of the retreats I had a woman who takes care care of her elderly parents and her elderly aunt, and she she just wasn't sure she can get away. She got nervous about leaving them, and before she put everything in place, but she's so stressed, and she's also a nurse, but she's overwhelmed with so much stress and exhaustion, and she managed to get on that retreat, and she was able to be with herself and shift all that exhaustion and the overwhelm and refresh and reconnect. And she came back handling everything way better than when she left. And everything was great. Nothing fell apart when she left. But So it's, it's a transformation that happens. And I, an extended retreat. I believe that, in, you know, the longer you can stay in a retreat, the better, like five to seven days. Is amazing. Gives you that chance to really, really fine tune and connect with your energy. 
I really like that because I know when uh, we've gone away on holiday or something like that and you just want to just disconnect from the world. But after about three days, you start to, well, I start to feel a little guilty. You know, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. If I'm reading a book, it should be about that. And it's really interesting just to be able to go, you know what? No, I'm here for a week. I'm here for five days. And just to give yourself that time. Um, obviously, I need to go on a retreat. <laughs> <laughs> just to learn how to do that, but um, but I, I I just love that you just make life easy for everyone, just to to be able to let go and connect to themselves, and and I love that just to really begin to cope with life and and to realise that everything doesn't fall apart just because they go away for a few days. I think that's probably the most important thing is they're not indispensable, and um, for for when people love to give and um, all the time, so. But would you would you recommend even a one day retreat, Mary? I would. Of course, the, the seven day or the longer is better. But one day retreat is still amazing and beneficial, as long as you can get away from your environment and someone's holding that space for you. Uh, whether it's an instructor, whether you know it's someone that's holding that space where you can be. Meaning you don't have to think, you don't have to make decisions, you can just feel into who you are, you can be nurtured and taken care of. I think that's a key piece is that you're taken care of, you feel safe, you feel nurtured, and you don't have to think. But yes, I've done, I do one day retreats and people love it, uh, but what happens, they want more of it, so longer they're not ready to go home after one day well obviously um it's because you take such great care of them and um i mean how do you fit it all in with all of your toolkit as well because you can do a lot with them can't you Mm. so um i love having tools because everyone has different needs and uh, sometimes when people come on a retreat, they may need more energy work. And so I can bring in that energy for them. Um, so I love having tools and knowledge because then I can cater to different people, different people's needs, and I can bring that into the retreat as needed. So, yeah. Um, Definitely. That's so cool. And, yeah. yeah. Mary, do you have um, a bit of a guiding principle or something that you feel the longer that you're in business for that your brand really stands for? Yeah, um, what I've learned over the years is to really trust yourself and be in flow with yourself. Um, Because sometimes, you know, from your head there are like business decisions you can make or even in life there are decisions that you make and if you make it from your head you're really limiting um, yourself so it's taking the space and time to ask yourself as you sit in more of a meditative state is this the right thing for me or is this the right next step for me or is this the right project or is this the right client or is this the right uh, vendor or whatever so that you can really get um, a more of a broader view of all of that. So every time I've tried to move in a certain direction or with a certain project, going from just thinking about it and overanalyzing it um, and pushing through it, it hasn't worked out as well. And there have been times where I feel like I'm not working hard and it's super duper easy and it's the most magical project or client or experience ever. So it's really having the balance between your logical mind and, and 
and being connected to that energy of flow and trusting yourself. That's really cool. So I like to um, ask all my guests that come on the show that, you know, in business it's not always easy and so how do you cope with the challenges I mean obviously just learning to trust yourself like you said and having a broader perspective where you're um, you know the balance between the logical and you know um, and the intuitive mind but um, you know what sort of how do you get past challenges when they come up because we know they're going to so what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, it's it's so easy, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you work for yourself to like, oh, I quit. I don't want to do it anymore when there's a challenge that comes up. But it's just looking at the challenge as a, what am I learning? What is it teaching me about myself right now? And taking it, I always like to take a step back and look all right, what's going on? What's going on here? And also having support, like having a coach or a good mentor or a very open and mutual friend that can support you and guide you through it and talk you through it. I mean, your family loves you, your friends love you, but not everyone can just help you take a step back and ask deeper questions around um, a challenge in your business or in life and um, help you, guide you through it. Because it's always, when you look deep enough or look at it from a different mindset, you've learned something. It happened for a reason. You learned something from it. And you may never do it that way again or maybe parts of it worked for you and then you can take that and know oh, that didn't work for me and then um, learn from it. So even though it doesn't feel good in the moment, I always find that it benefits me in some way. Yeah. So you just actually just step back and have a really good look at the situation that's going on rather than, um, you know, hands in the air, tears flowing and, and just want to sort of turn it off. It's a very mature way to look at it, but I think we all we all go through stages with it, don't we? <laughs> so. Yeah, it doesn't mean I don't have hands in the air and tears coming down, but after that, I know enough to take a step back. I know enough that, okay, I've had that moment. Um, or day, and then I just can step back and learn from them. Yeah, I've always been that way because it just—I always feel there's always a big reason that these things happen. Yeah. So, but don't not have your emotions around it because that's healthy too. Um, but also just give yourself the space to look. Mm, I love that. That's great. So, do you love to expand and go out of your comfort zone, or um, or are you sort of more now trained yourself to be more in the flow, or do you find that that the flow is also pushing your comfort zone a little bit? Oh, that's such a great question. The flow pushes my comfort zone, and it's funny because I've discovered recently the comfort zone is in the mind. Um, the thoughts I have around something and then once I do it it's oh that was easy it wasn't even hard so I feel like I'm always pushed out of my comfort zone I feel like when you're on this journey of uh, business especially as a woman there's a lot of opportunity to be out of your comfort zone because um, there's a lot of things that come your way so I find the more you surrender and go into the flow and trust yourself the more you I see things brought to me or opportunities coming my way where okay 
that's uncomfortable or you think it's going to be super uncomfortable. And sometimes I have resistance around it, but working my way through that. But yeah, the flow pushes me out of the comfort zone for sure. <laughs> that's so cool, and yet you and yet you're you're looking for the flow, and and that's that's quite a um, it's quite a discerning little point actually, isn't it? That the, the that flow state is going to push our comfort zone, but we also are looking for the flow as well. So yeah, I kind of like that. That's cool. Um, now mm-hmm. I ask all my guests on the show is what is most remarkable about what you do and who you are, and the reason why I ask that is because if we don't value ourselves in the rest to the world won't um so so what is remarkable about you mary um so it's interesting so i find that my my ability to really tune into energy and to be in the moment of that and then keep things so simple is kind of my gift in the sense that I love things that are simple, but yet the things I do can seem pretty hard. And um, But I'm always able to look at things and turn it into something simple for people. So if I have clients who are dealing with challenges and we look at it a little deeper, we're able to look at the reasons these things happen or the gifts that's in all of it and make it so simple and easy and just be tuned into the energy of it. Oh, I like that. That's so cool. And Mary, how do people find out about you and and your retreats? Um, yes, they can visit my website, thelightwithinwellness.com. Great. And everything about your retreats will be on there? Yes, they will be. They sound amazing. And um, <laughs> now just before you go, what would be your top tip? for anybody that is getting into this service-based industry? <laughs> it's a very broad question, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the top tip is mm, be open-minded, I think, and be curious. Um, and then it just leads you. It guides you. Um, so, and always try to be your most authentic self and have fun yeah we lose we lose fun sometimes we get way too serious me too me especially me so just have fun play dance and know that everything always works out and keep taking a deep breath yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yes (laughs) oh look i love that mary yeah, yeah, lots of deep breathing. That's right. Um, so, so everyone can find out more about Mary on um, thelightwithinwellness.com. She's got lots of information there. And as we said at the beginning of this interview, um, Mary, you have an amazing toolkit. And, um, and then you even add in a bit of judo as well, which I just find incredibly <laughs> interesting. Um, so, Mary, I just want to say a huge thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. It's gone so quickly. I know. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Those were great questions. Cool. And I hope that they can inspire and help people. Thank you so much, Mary. We'll be in touch. Bye for now. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
Maybe he took the wrong pill. 